0: And welcome back to another crossover edition of Locked on Chiefs. And I am joined by Joe Marino from Locked on Bills. Joe, how are you doing?
1: Doing well, Chris. Thanks for uh, for collaborating here. I'm looking forward to this conversation.
0: Very much looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be a great conversation getting into these two teams. But we want to thank you for making Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Bills your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, Joe, so let's just dive into it right now. Right now, your bills are three and one and obviously week one was a little rough, but you guys have won three straight games. What have you seen, and are there any key injuries coming into this Chiefs game?
1: Yeah, week one already feels like a long time ago, but it's still that confusing. Is. You know, A lot of expectations for this Bills football team. Josh Allen signed the big contract, which I know Chiefs fans can relate to, that big-time mm-hmm. quarterback deal, and it felt like the expectations for the team, the expectations for Josh Allen – led to them laying an egg against a Pittsburgh Steelers team that came in with a great defensive game plan and um, did well to affect Josh Allen with rushing three and four rushers. They played a lot of coverage and really shut down the offense. And then the Bills really bounced back and have played good football. Two shutouts the last three weeks, uh, shutting out Houston and Miami, really played their best game offensively against Washington. And I know that the quality of opponent hasn't been there, but – You do have to be mindful of just how well the Bills played in those games and how decisive they were. And so I definitely would understand anyone saying, well, look, the Bills haven't really beat anyone yet. But I think you have to look at the bigger picture and understand that this is a team that, was 13 and three last year. They won two playoff games. They were in the AFC Championship game. It's not just about this year. It's a lot of the exact same team that returns. They brought back 20 of 21 starters. The only one that they didn't bring back was John Brown, who they cut, and they feel like they upgraded with Emmanuel Sanders. And so, this is a team that is 16 and four over the last 20 regular season games, and a lot of those games have not been close. Now, the team that they have struggled with is Kansas City. We'll get we'll get to that, but. To this point, you saw the Bills lay an egg in week one and then really, really handle their business the next few weeks, and they enter this game with a lot of confidence. Now, you mentioned injuries and anything that we should be mindful of. The big one is Matt Milano, who did not finish the Houston game. He had a hamstring injury. The Bills are very, very cautious when it comes to hamstring injuries. I don't feel good about him playing, and he's a key player that you know wasn't available last time these two teams met in the regular season, and he hobbled his way through the AFC Championship game, but he's that guy that is the space linebacker that matches up with tight ends, that matches up with running backs out of the backfield. And so if he's unable to go, that's going to be a big hit for this Bills defense. Also, first-round pick Gregory Rousseau, who's off to a strong start. He didn't practice early this week with a toe injury. So those are the two big injuries to monitor as uh, we approach game day.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you bring up week one because week one really sticks out to me. I watched that Bills game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and it just looked like they were flat for a lot of it. And I wonder, and I have been saying this, you know, to anybody that will that will talk about week one, I don't like the teams that really took most of their starters out for most of the preseason. Like, I think that you need to get into a group. You need to get some plays. You need to get into being able to do those types of repetitions and play in a game because I don't think you can uh, simulate that in practice. And it looked like that really hurt the Bills, at least in my opinion, in week one. Now, when you start looking at Matt Milano not playing, that's a huge huge problem with Travis Kelsey Uh, that's going to be an issue and and you look at this Chiefs team at two and two I never would have thought that they would be two and two at this point Um, am I happy that they're two and two no am I surprised yes Uh, do I think that they deserve to probably win either of those games that they lost no not with the way they played you can't turn the ball over in the NFL and win games and that's exactly what Kansas City did so Uh, that's going to be a big key going in this game is Kansas City keep the ball and not turn it over because if they don't turn the ball over, I think they have a better chance of winning, uh, obviously, any game, but definitely against this Bills unit.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. The Bills, I think, lead the NFL in takeaways. They've been very aggressive attacking the football. Now, look, I know we're talking about intercepting Davis Mills and Jacoby Brissett and (laughs) Taylor Heineke. Like, I definitely get that. But I think from a Bills perspective, you do like – that they have that confidence that they're hunting the football mm-hmm. and that, you know, while they have not been tested this year, they're coming into this game with a lot of confidence. And so I think that is is kind of the silver lining when you consider the opponents and the success that the Bills have had. You know, they're, they're not just playing well. They, they've really dominated when it comes to defense and taking away the football.
0: Yeah, they're one of the, they're the only team in the NFL that has two shutouts so far this season. Now, it, you already mentioned this that the you know quality of opponent isn't the best, but that's still pretty uh, it's still pretty impressive in the NFL is to have two shutouts uh, regardless of who you're playing because this is not a league where you normally get that kind of thing. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we get back, Joe's going to ask me questions about this Chiefs team. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 to 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pockets. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
1: Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, joined by Chris Clark of Lockdown Chiefs. And Chris, I want to start our conversation here in terms of me asking you questions by, of course, talking about Patrick Mahomes and what you're seeing out of him so far this year. It looks like he's off to a terrific start, but I really couldn't help but be surprised when I noticed how much quicker he's getting the ball out of his hands this year and the success he's having in the quick game. But the extended plays haven't quite been there so far this year like they have in the past. So how has he evolved in 2021, and are you seeing any differences in the way he's playing?
0: I think you see differences in the way he's playing, and I think it's because that's what defenses are giving him. They're giving him a lot of two-deep safety looks, and generally speaking, when you play that type of coverage, you're not going to have a lot of shots downfield. And most teams that Kansas City's played are going to play two-deep safeties, and they're going to say, okay, beat us underneath. We, we don't think you could take the ball down the field and beat us that way, and fortunately for Kansas City, they don't really seem to have a problem with that. The real problem has been keeping a hold of the ball. Mahomes um, has too many interceptions this year for you know as many games as they played, and you know they put the ball on the ground a couple of times and fumbles as well, and that really hurt them specifically in that Chargers game where they had three turnovers on three straight drives. You just cannot win games if you're going to turn the ball over that much and expect to have a chance to win. And somehow their defense played well in that game and actually held a Chargers offense that I think is very good uh, to one of its lowest out, uh, scoring totals of the season. But what you are seeing for Patrick is he's taking a lot more of what they have given to him so far this year. And I think part of the reason that he's getting the ball out so quick is because he's seen as soon as the ball snapped, they're staying back with their two safety looks. So he's just going, okay, well, if they're going to stay back with two safeties, I'm going to go to this guy and I already know he's going to be open.
1: Yeah. I think that's been something impressive about the Kansas city offense you know, year after year is that they're willing to adapt their style of play. And we saw that in week six last year where the bill said, Hey, run the ball. We, you know, run the ball all you want. And Kansas city said, yeah, okay. Sounds good. We'll, we'll run the football and we'll, we'll still score a ton of points and make it tough to beat us. So they're definitely an offense. that's willing to adapt. Now this offense has Tyreek Hill. It has Travis Kelsey, but the depth of the offenses uh, weapons is, is lacking in my opinion. And so we have Josh Gordon potentially in the mix. So I'm interested, what type of impact do you expect from Josh Gordon this week? And, you know, do you feel like I'm on point here with this team lacking offensive weapons? When I look at the target distribution, I mean, I think it's Tyreek Hill has 38 targets. Travis Kelsey has 32. It's Hardman with 17 and nobody else has, a uh, you know, more than 10. So your your thoughts on the weapons and how Josh Gordon can factor in this weekend.
0: I think Josh Gordon could be a huge factor in this game. Uh, I'm not going to say that he's going to play a ton. He could play only 10 to 15 snaps, but those 10 to 15 snaps, he could make himself known uh, just because he is a freak of a talent. And I, I guess I hate using that terminology, but that's really the way it is. Is he is fast? He's huge, uh, and as long as he still has the skill set, which it sounds like he does, uh, I think he can make a big splash in this game if he is active. The question is. is Is he going to be active right now? We don't know. He's on the active roster, so you would think he's going to be. Uh, I do agree with you, though. They have a question mark at offensive weapons. I think what you're seeing, though, is you have Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey. You have those guys that you know are going to get theirs. And Josh Gordon is going to add to that. And then you have McCole Hardman on top of that. Well, you also have a guy in Byron Pringle who's kind of slowly stepping ahead. You know, Demarcus Robinson hasn't done much this year. But they really like Noah Gray, who they drafted. Uh, this year I believe in the fifth round from Duke and they really like him as a tight end he just hasn't been able to crack the lineup so far Uh, and I think a lot of that is going to be changing throughout the season I don't know that he'll have a big factor in this game but if they see the Bills again in the playoffs I do think he will have a bigger impact on the game
1: yeah I like Noah Gray scouted him at Duke several times and think about a flex tight end with really really good hands and he runs good routes converted quarterback. So I think he's got a lot of untapped potential. I'm anxious to see how he develops.
0: And you're looking at the chiefs playing a lot of uh, 13 personnel, which is kind of new for them. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if if they'll end up going to a four tight end set at some point, because they usually have all four tight ends active.
1: Yeah. Well, might as well use them. And so, um, as we shift gears to the defensive side of the football, Chris, what's going on here? Top 10 in scoring. Did we have to? No, well, no we, we need to because Bills fans need to know from you. I, ta- I tried my best to break it down on our Wednesday podcast, yep. but this is a, a defense that was top 10 in scoring each of the last two seasons, but the struggles have been there. So my question is, is it just underachieving or is there a talent issue here?
0: I think it's a combo of both. I think what you're looking at is there's a lot of teams that are really abusing the Chiefs linebackers and the lack of speed that they have, the lack of ability to cover uh, in the flats and in the middle of the field at times. And then you're also looking at the corner group. And, you know, Shavarius Ward is hated on by a lot of people in Kansas City uh, because they don't think he's a good enough corner. I think they're missing his physicality lately and his uh, aggressiveness because he's been out the past two weeks. I'm hoping he comes back this week. They're missing Frank Clark on the edge. Chris Jones has got an injury to his wrist, so he's not helping near as much as you would hope. And at that point, you know, you're sitting there, you missed Tyron Matthew week one, and I expected the defense to take a big step ahead against Baltimore, and they didn't because with Tyron Matthew coming back, you would think that they would be, you know, back to basically the shell of what they were last year uh, because the defensive players really haven't changed much. Uh, Willie Gay has now been designated to return from – from IR, so it's possible he plays this week. If he does, that could really change what they're doing on defense because he actually brings the speed to cover players in the flat, uh, to cover the tight ends, to cover the running backs, those types of routes. He has the ability in the sideline to sideline quickness that you want that this Chiefs defense just is completely lacking right now.
1: Chris, the last thing I have for you, and I, I would love for you to just be brutally honest with me. What is the Chiefs perspective of this Bills team? You know, Buffalo has been really good against literally every other team that they've played over the last you know season and a quarter now except for Kansas City and there's been plenty mm-hmm. of high stakes games. So do you cling to those two games last year where you know Kansas City handled their business against Buffalo or is there some type of belief that there's a chance Buffalo has closed this gap is it a situation where oh, yeah look we we see what's going on you got a nice quarterback the defense is playing good you, you got a lot of continuity but until you beat us you know we don't really take you that seriously.
0: I'm not going to say they're not going to take them seriously. I do think that they are. I do think that this team realizes that they dug themselves a hole by losing two games already, so I can't imagine that they're going to be looking at this game and thinking that they can get out of uh, being 100% prepared and just ready to go against a very good Bills team. What I will say, though, is the one spot that is by far the most important in the NFL is going to be the QB spot. and Kansas City has had Josh Allen's number, Uh, At times over the past couple of seasons, Uh, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is still a better quarterback than Josh Allen. And that's not a huge slide of Josh Allen. I just think it's reality. Uh, I think he's a great quarterback. I just don't think he's on the same level as Mahomes yet. I think he could get closer uh, the way he continues to play. But um, so I think that's helped Kansas City in the past. Now, the question going into this game is, is Kansas City falling back on defense enough? to where the Bills are going to take advantage like they haven't in the past. And is Kansas City's offense going to be able to put up enough points against a very good Bills defense uh, to help them win this game. And there are a lot of bets that are going to be placed on this game. I guarantee it because it is going to be one of the marquee matchups of this weekend. We're back and better than ever. All game eyes are on the gridironers. Teams are back on the, for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Joe. So let's go ahead and jump in here because this is where the rubber meets the road for Kansas City. They absolutely have to have this game and they have to be ready for it. When you look at this Bills unit and you look at what happened in week one compared to how they played the past couple of weeks, and you kind of already addressed, they've played, you know, a better or a worse competition the past three weeks than they played week one. What have you seen as a progression from Josh Allen so far this season compared to where he was last year?
1: Well, I, I think the last couple of games was in line with the Josh Allen that we watched in 2020. Um, the the Pittsburgh Steelers really had a great game plan. And and I thought Josh was pressing in that game a little bit and you could tell he was chasing some big plays and didn't, didn't play smart in my mind. And then you saw it start to get better against Miami in the last two weeks, I think has very much been the Josh Allen that everybody saw last year. That was number two in the NFL MVP voting. And so um, He's playing with a lot more confidence. Getting the chemistry down with Emmanuel Sanders was a big deal. I thought the first two games they were just off. The last two games they were not. He's been very, very productive, and so it's been just a matter of Josh settling in, and I think getting some games under his belt, getting some reps under his belt, and you know, being able to start meeting those expectations and getting into rhythm a little bit sooner in games. Those types of things have really contributed to Josh Allen, you know, riding the ship, if you will. I mean, it's a, it's a small low, right? I mean, it's a long season. Every single game's not, you know, 350 yards and four touchdowns and another rushing touchdown, right? Like the Chiefs have a great quarterback and, and Pat Mahomes, and it's, just, it's not that way every single game. And so I think it was kind of working through that. And, you know, Josh is, I think, in the right spot entering this game. Now, we'll see how he meets the moment. I feel like both games against Kansas City last year, everybody understood it was high stakes. And I thought Josh pressed and didn't play loose and wasn't himself. And so we'll see going on the road. In front of a national audience, prime time, right? Hostile environment. Josh said it today in his press conference. He said it's the most hostile environment he's ever been in, and it's allowed all game long. And, and so credit to you know the Chiefs fans and, and the environment that they create. Um, it, it's a it's a big moment for Josh and this team to go meet. And uh I will say you, you like that he's he's playing a lot better over the last couple of games and you know should have a lot of confidence entering this contest against a Chiefs defense that you know still has a lot to prove this year. They got to right the ship. And so it's, it's a nice little struggle of how things are going to meet here and, and, uh, and see how it all plays out.
0: Yeah. And the defense definitely needs to write the ship for Kansas city. I will agree with you on that. The one thing I will say when you look at Josh Allen and the way he's played against Kansas city has struggled the past couple of times. Do you think that the entire organization down to Josh Allen even are looking at this as almost like their own super bowl, or do you think they're looking uh, and saying that this is just another game in the regular season? Because, if you beat Kansas City here, you have advantages in the playoffs, and that also gives you advantage if you meet them again in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to tell you that it's the next game on the schedule. They're going to give you all of that messaging, mm-hmm. but internally, we know. I mean, you we you've probably seen the picture of Stefan Diggs standing there with his hands on his helmet, watching mm-hmm. the the Chiefs. You know, have their trophy ceremony and go to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they lost to this team twice. I mean, they've 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 lost a total of five games over the last two seasons and two of them were to the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, let's, let's be honest about what this is and we're talking about a chiefs team that has two losses and I'm pretty sure that's about what everybody thought they would have for the year. It's, it's week five. You get a chance to give Kansas city a third loss. You have a chance to claim the, you know, the tiebreaker and a head to head win and force, you know, Kansas city to come to Buffalo and and play at your place that's a big deal and not just to have them come to your place but to not have to go to Kansas City so while Sean McDermott and Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are going to tell you that it's the next game on the schedule and that they try to win every week now nah, there's there's a lot more to this one and you know I even hosting Lockdown Bills I spent a lot of time this offseason talking about the Kansas City Chiefs not the Patriots the Jets and the Dolphins it's the Chiefs and so here it is go do it and see if you can, you know, really change the script in the AFC, right? That's what they're chasing. You heard Brandon Bean talk about specifically they couldn't affect Patrick Mahomes enough in, with their pass rush during the the two matchups uh, that they had. You saw them go out and be very deliberate about trying to help the pass rush, investing their top two picks on pass rushers, uh, strengthening the depth of the, of, of the pass rush rotation with F.A. Obata and free agency, allowing Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison to be, you know, more, Uh, fresh to play on money downs. Like this has been a concerted effort to compete better with Kansas city. And here it is, right? This is the stage. Let's see what happens.
0: And I'm glad you bring that up because that was another place I was going to go with this is Kansas city. And we didn't talk about this when you were asking me questions, Kansas city basically went out and changed their complete defensive line or I'm sorry, offensive line last uh, in this past off season. And it was a huge change you're going into this, you weren't able to get to Mahomes in the AFC Championship game, you weren't able to get to Mahomes uh, in the first game. Now you're in a situation where you're going up against a better offensive line, in my opinion, than what they had at any point last year, uh, at least with the way they're playing right now. How are you feeling about this Bills team to be able to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes this weekend?
1: Well, first of all, how about Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, a couple of rookies in the Mm -hmm. middle of that offensive line? Those guys are playing well. Joe Tooney, one of the best guards in the game. Orlando Brown at left tackle. Lucas Nang coming in and, and playing really well at right tackle once he healed up from injuries. And I liked him a ton coming out of TCU. So it was really interesting to see them completely reset the deck with this offensive line. But, man, so far so good. And so credit to uh, you know everybody that's making the decisions there in Kansas City because this really looks like it's going to play out with some really high-quality, long-term answers. So, yeah, you gotta you got to respect the hell out of what happened there. Now as far as this Bills pass rush it's it's critical right? I mean, when you look at Patrick Mahomes like every single quarterback pressuring them matters. And in fact when when he's pressured versus not pressured, his completion percentage goes down 37 points and his passer rating goes down 46 points. That's not a unique stat to Patrick Mahomes. That's every quarterback yeah, in the world, right? right? They, they struggle under pressure. So yeah. you got to figure out ways to pressure him, but the the interesting thing about Mahomes is you better pressure him with four because if you blitz him, he's going to kill you. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that, right? I mean, the Bills blitzed him one time in week six last year in 34 dropbacks, eight times in 39 dropbacks in the AFC championship game, and I'm guessing a lot of that was more out of desperation than anything. They needed to you know, kind of stay in the game and try to be aggressive, but everybody knows you can't blitz Mahomes and you have to get organic pressure. Well, I mean, the Bills are rostering 11 defensive linemen. They have this rotation. They have a lot of young players. Uh, they've rushed the passer a lot better this year and um you know this is this is the test i don't know that i have an answer for you in terms of you know will they go do it i can tell you that they've certainly done everything they can to try to build a formidable pass rush group interior and on the outside with a lot of depth and a lot of fresh bodies and a lot of rotation for this moment and so we'll see if they can go out there and, and affect patrick mahomes a lot better than they have in the past and you know, they're going to need that because you're looking for ways to make him less effective. Well, you better get some heat on. him.
0: Yeah. And you're right. You better get it on for, with four, because if you get it with five, he will try to, he will beat you on a usually a pretty regular basis. He's really good against blitz. Now, when you look at the back end of this Bill's unit, they're going to be going up against Tyreek Hill. They could be going up against Josh Gordon. Uh, but obviously Travis Kelsey is going to play a key role in this game as well how do you think that they attack this Chiefs offense because when you look at what Tyree Kill was able to do last week he didn't have great games the first three weeks and then he goes off against the Eagles Uh, for what should have been what could have been close to four touchdowns uh, he was just a yard short of getting another touchdown so what do you think that they're going to do to try to stop those two guys
1: Well, nobody stops Hill and Kelsey, right? Like, I think that's the first thing we have to do. We have to manage our expectations, right? Expectations minus reality equals disappointment. If you think you're stopping Hill and Kelsey, you're lying to yourself. Nobody stopped them in three, four, five years, right? I mean, these guys are insane football players. And so your your objective is to try to contain and limit them, right? They're going to make plays. like You have to understand that. And you just have to play the next down. And so if I had four keys to share with you, I think, in terms of what the Bills' defense can do to try – is number one, the pass rush needs to show up, right? Discipline pass rush, and you've you've done all this to create pass rush to to stop or, or at least affect Mahomes. So that needs to show up. You need to flood the passing lanes with with zone coverage, right? You need to drop seven, don't blitz. And and I think that's where you lean on the continuity of your back seven. I mean, these guys have been together since 2017, except for a couple guys since 2018, the same coaching, right? I mean everything there. They've never seen. There's, there's not a route combination they haven't seen, right? They know how to play off each other. They know how to space coverage, squeeze, squeeze lanes, all that type of stuff. And so that needs to be something that shows up in this football game. You have to tackle, right? We know that the the Chiefs are really good in terms of yards after catch. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is enjoying six yards after the catch per completion, which is eighth most in the NFL. So you got to tackle, not give them anything extra. And then it's money downs in red zone. The Chiefs are insane right now on third down. I think over sixty percent converting third downs. They're insane in the red zone scoring. I think touchdowns on eighty percent of their their visits. And on the other side, the Bills defensively have been really good in those situations, holding opponents to a touchdown rate in the red zone around thirty percent. Same thing on third downs around thirty percent. Again, we talk a lot about the the quality of opponent, but you have a situation of strength on strength at least through what we've seen through four games. And so that's the stuff that needs to show up. You need to. When the Chiefs get their big plays and they they get down the field, you have to somehow try to get them to kick the field goal and not score six. And so, you know, easier said than done, right? I mean, I could sit here and paint this picture for you all day long, but, you know, when the ball snapped, you have to be able to execute. And, and there's there's nothing small about the challenge that the Bills defense has on Sunday.
0: No, I agree with you completely. I do think that that's going to be a key in going into this game. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun game. Sunday night football is always fun Uh, against this Bills team. I guarantee Arrowhead is going to be very, very loud. So good luck on that one. Joe, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I
1: enjoyed it, Chris. Thank you.
0: All right. And thank you all for listening. And we will be back to talk to you more tomorrow with our predictions.